The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to my brother, my brother, mean advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy, and it's time to pay the piper. I'm the middlest brother, Travis McElroy, and I agree with the statement about the piper. I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy, and look at how sticky my hands are. I'm going to put them right in your pockets to get all that sweet change out. <laughs> We're the Sticky Bandits of <laughs> Podcast. Uh, it's a max fun drive. That means a, a long episode... Some of which is begging, but a lot of it is comedy still. Well, comedy. I used air quotes. <laughs> I don't like to think of it as begging as much as I like to think of it as self-serving suggestion of in the fiduciary sense. I mean, is it begging when the waiter brings the check to the table, Justin? I don't think so. <laughs> check it's time to pay the comedy check and you all said you would split it but then deborah had the comedy salad but steven had the comedy t-bone so do you split the comedy evenly it's hard to say uh do you tip on the comedy tax who knows listen to my brother brother me it's like going to a very expensive comedy dinner with you and a million to two million of your closest friends. And you all said you would split the check, except <laughs> some people dine and dash. And you just got to assume everybody else dine and dash. And you are picking up their part of the tab. And by really fancy dinner, you mean like a Ponderoso once a month. Yeah. And by f- millions, I meant significantly not that. <laughs> but. And it's fun because every year we talk about like what we need the money for, and we always say like you know kind of general stuff like make the show better and do. We have a very specific need this year. Yeah, I'm buying pizza right now well, as we speak. Two very specific needs and, for my wife and baby, and they're like, Did, "Are the donors payment method credit card? Nope, no no dice there. Checking account? No, don't have nope. it. Donors? donors? Question mark? Donors, donors can drive? you can you supply us with this sweet? Italian podcast fuel that we call pizza. <laughs> the other reason that we discussed before we started was that we need to hire a team of lawyers. Okay, we need flavor defense because everybody, everybody is constantly coming for our flavor. 100- and we tried to mail our flavor to ourselves and then not open the envelope so that That's we could prove that in court. Doesn't hold up in court. Didn't hold up. Does not work. The uh, 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 Yahoo Answers. Those were funny. You know who else thought so? Everybody. Every, every fucking person. Mm-hmm. Everybody in And the everybody world. else is doing sad libs now. Well, that one, that, then, that particular zeitgeist. I saw, it, I saw it on Comedy Bang Bang. It was on Nerdist. It was on Midnight. Everybody was doing sad get, libs. Hoda, Hoda was busting them out on Hoda's Hoda. doing and, some sad libs. And then today... We see this, like, all of a sudden, Vice and NPR, in the past two days, have both gotten on haunted dolls. 
That huh, one. I feel like I've heard about that somewhere before. Yeah, I know. And 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 people send us these links gleefully. Like, guess it's catching on. And I see those links. And I think, fuck. You think <laughs> that's a now, now a thing we can't do anymore because now it's a thing. Like you see those links. We, you know, as... we're not getting a cut of that. We don't get a slice of that. You see those links as negative food in your baby's tummy. Are they stealing from us? No. Is it just the that we've holistically, as a culture, like, the time has come for haunted dolls to be widely known, and we just, like, it was so amazing that we couldn't keep it to ourselves? Mm, does Terry Gross listen to my brother, my brother, me? She's chomping our flavor 24 cents. Occam's Razor. <laughs> Occam's Razor. Occam's Razor is that Terry Gross, TG, is chomping our flavor 24 cents, and we need a team of flavor defense lawyers to 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 get her into jail. We need and to the get only- the, the firm of Flav and Flav. Yeah, to protect our flavor. Uh, uh, th- she- I want her breathing stale air in a jail cell. <laughs> No more fresh air for you, TJ. <laughs> I, I uh, so it's the Max Fun Drive every year. We what come is that? Can you explain what that means to people? I'm who about haven't... to. If you can just wait, Grace Farley voice. Uh, I every every year. We, okay, let me back. You up. have we're forgotten Max, what we do. We're part of the Maximum Fun Network, which is a, a network of beloved podcasts. Us, Jordan, Jesse, go stop podcasting yourself. New editions like Baby Geniuses, uh, uh, the Flop House. Uh, Flop house, you know, so many others. We're part of this podcast network, and every year, once a year, we come to you, the listeners, and say, hey, can we have some support for the stuff that we're doing, right? That that makes sense so far. And then that's basically it. If you've been enjoying the shows, uh, uh, you know, we ask that you maybe give a little bit, a monthly donation to help support the network. Uh, and in return, you're going to get a ton of really great stuff. It, we'll be telling you about this later. We'll tell you about all the cool stuff you can get. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff, uh, and we will uh, we'll we'll tell you how to donate. It's maximumfund.org/slash/donate. Spoiler alert! Uh, but we'll be breaking in later to tell you about that. For now, though, let's get on with the show. Hey, I'm inspired, Griffin. I'm inspired. Okay. Let's start with the Yahoo this time. Whoa! Whoa! I know, right? Whoa! This is, is the opposite day. Let's start with the Yahoo this time. This is fun. This is fun. Precedented. Also, you don't have the email open, do you? I'm trying to finish ordering the pizza. <laughs> You're fucking going on a pizza adventure. No way. I'm going to sit here obstinately. Let me zest my baby for a second while you do your dumbass show. You zest your baby on your own goddamn time. Yeah, it That's is. my favorite I Dr. Am, Spock book, by the way. It's it's post 5 p.m. I am on my own goddamn time. I'm trying to feed my baby. Can you You're please trying to feed her delicious pizza? I'm trying to get my baby delicious. Ah. Listen, we're trying to get this baby flavor blasted in here, and Griffin's copping your swag. Do you know how much focus it takes to be on the Pizza Hut website and order a full baby bottle of marinara? (laughs) (laughs) Justin, I thought that you guys were breastfeeding marinara sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's so, it's uh, genetically, it just didn't pan out for us. How about a Yahoo? Can I Can tell you, you the s- best part about the PizzaHut.com experience? At the end of the ordering process, step number three is, uh, do you want this order as soon as possible, or do you want this <laughs> at a future time? Like, hi, I'm getting pizza. I am anticipating that in three hours' time, I will be a hungry boy. 
that's not that's like that is so crazy to think that anyone you order pizza when you have nothing left to lose like it's so crazy to me that anyone would like get out in front of this here can you do it three days time and say like bring me a pizza on thursday when i'm least expecting it all right griffin give me with you i have the questions now by the way the bazaar's been ordered our national tragedy has been averted okay Uh, uh hit me this Yahoo was sent in by Ashley Shannon. Thank you, Ashley. It's by Yahoo Answers user Shades, who asks, Wendy's drive through service time. Too fast. Weirdly, <laughs> weirdly timed, considering our previous conversation. Uh, is it possible for a drive through service to be too fast? I went to a Wendy's restaurant and had forgotten, because I haven't been in about one and a half years, how do you go that long without some sweet Wendy's in your mouth? How fast the drive through service is. Is it odd that as soon as you get to the pickup window, your meal is ready so fast that you don't have to stop, step on the brake? Just fucking chug what? it in. Give, give, me a, uh, give me a crispy chicken hand grenade right in the window, right in the driver's side. And on top of this, the cashier at the first window oddly knew what denomination of money I was going to give her and had the exact change ready when I got to the window. Wait, okay, it's spinning out of control. Uh This is ridiculous. Is it weird that I go to a prescient... We go to a precog Wendy's. (laughs) They have three red-headed teenage girls in tanks. And they just every every few minutes or so, their eyes pop open. Uh, he's go, gonna want the nugs. Spicy, he's gonna get the nugs. Spicy chicken deluxe. <laughs> and then every so often, one of the three will be like, "It's probably a junior bacon cheeseburger." It's like, no, no, sh- no, it's delete a spicy that. Chicken sandwich. Looks like we've got a uh, Hyundai Elantra uh, pulling around. Two thousand three Hyundai Elantra, and here comes a little brown ball down the machine. Okay, <laughs> he wants it. diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Well, that's, that's every bound ball. That's all of them. At the Wendy's. I get it. Like it, it, it not only freaks me out because witchcraft, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I it sort of shatters the illusion that this food is being, at the very least, resuscitated to order. You know what I mean? Like I, right. I am under. I, I'm not expecting. Somebody gets the petals out on. On your junior bacon cheeseburger, like clear. No, right. no, hold on. Do you guys expect that the person working at Wendy's, like when a burger is ordered, you're like, you know what? I know what I was taught at Wendy's. You, I'm gonna reinvent the burger on this one. I'm gonna need a solid twenty to thirty minutes. No, but it, like, split the difference. I also don't think there's any char grilling going on. What if I don't, the meat I... is the bun? You're crazy, Randall. <laughs> well, that's that's how. I mean, that's been like KFC and Taco Bell's basic <laughs> mo. Just let crazy Randall do whatever. Yeah. Crazy Randall, like, oh god, a bitch taco, but shells all cheese and the meat's all cheese and it's cheesy all through. <laughs> it came to me in a flavor dream. Don't um, make you can't cook anything with KFC with a hole in it because Randall will try to stuff a potato wedge in there. Yep. Yeah. Um, crevice. I I don't want. I'm not pretending that there is an artisanal like level no. of craftsmanship going on, but when it's instantaneous, it it just I can't. I can't it's get too over fast. It. It's, it's too fast. Right the food is too fast. Do you think it's, it's not so much? A, it's not about the food quality for me. I just don't like the idea 
that I'm not unoriginal. Like, I kind of like them to have to make it special for me. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is it kind of the thing where it's like, no, like, sentence, no combination of words has ever not been said in the history. Like, we've said so much that there's no new way to say anything. Like, everyone's ordered everything from this Wendy's, and that's how they even know, like, the change. It's like, okay, it was 1381, he's going to give me a 20. Like, I've just got a drawer set out with, like, $6.19 to hand back to him. Lenny Kravitz marinara breast milk. Mm-hmm. That's been said. That was in uh No, that's time. garbage. That was fucking it. That was the first no. I first time he birthed that concept into into being. <laughs> the bigger concern is how furious is the food. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good thing to say seventeen minutes ago. Yeah, Griffin, yeah. Did you edit that into the first time you said it was too fast? <laughs> Yeah, and, and what I'll do is I'll also take Lenny Kravitz Marinara breast milk and make that be the first thing anybody hears when they turn on the episode. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually edit that into the beginning of every episode we've ever done. All 243 episodes, all gonna kick off. It's and gonna be the Lenny Kravitz breast milk reverberated back through time. Yeah, preceding Bob Ball's <laughs> opening monologue, we're gonna have a Lenny Kravitz Marinara breast milk, just as like a a teaser of things to come. And now the singularity has occurred, and now we can move on. Um. I got a question. My friends and I have developed a bit of an unofficial rotation for hosting dinner get-togethers. They are always a blast. My friends are (laughs) all great hosts and awesome guests and never show up without some food or booze in tow. It worked out perfectly until one couple invited everyone over and sent out the message that rather than contributing any alcohol or food, everyone who attends should just pay them 15 bucks a piece. What the fuck? They would take care of all the drinks and foodstuffs themselves. I think this is some ghoulish shit. If I wanted to conduct or some goulash shit, if they have goulash, <laughs> if I wanted to conduct the high quality goobs you're paying for, <laughs> that that will be thirty dollars, please. <laughs> yeah, bad news. Just by listening to that goof, you don't have to give us another quarter. <laughs> if I wanted to conduct a business transaction for my dinner, I'd go to a restaurant. Suddenly, just skews me out about forking over cash to my friends for the meal they prepared. Am I crazy? That's from neurotic guest in the Midwest. Of course you're not crazy. Your friend is charging you tickets to enter their home. <laughs> yeah, this is just across the board terrible. It's it's this is a this is a pot fuck is what it is. You're getting you're getting <laughs> screwed suck. over. It sucks. It it's it's terrible because like it, it is literally taking the idea of like a potluck party, which I adore. It's like it, it, it is like maybe my number one sign of adulthood is it is like my favorite thing is like ooh, I wonder what Garrett's gonna bring. Oh, I, yeah. Last time he brought some kimchi. It was very exotic and exciting. I can't wait to see what he brings in this. Like that. That is like my favorite thing because it's you. It's not only you get to eat a bunch of really great food most of the time. Um, is that like you get to cook and you get to prepare and it's such like a it's, it's a such communal. a way of. It's communal. It's a way of like showing that you like care about people and that you like. It's it is a. I don't know. It's such a wonderful, warm friendship feeling to have all this food that everybody's prepared for each other. And this is literally the goddamn diametric opposite of that. Okay. I, all right. Ca- counterpoint. One. Uh. One counterpoint is: What if your friends always make? Uh, what if you're a picky eater and your friends always make a bunch of just mayonnaise shit, just like. They're mayonnaise boys through and through, and they put mayonnaise in everything. And like a different variations of salads. Like, what if you just hate the things they make and you're like, you know what? I'm hosting this at my house. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, uh, not have, to, I'm, I'm not gonna eat some mayonnaise today. Not today. 
No mayonnaise soup thing. for me today. No mayo, no, no way. Joshua, no way-o. Joshua, that will be $15, and I will take that mayonnaise soup you brought, because I guess you didn't read the email close enough, and I'm going to dump it right down the sink. Oh, you don't have $15? You can go home. You can go right home. They also may have just not wanted to, like, coordinate. Like, kimchi's great, but then there's that one party where everybody bought kimchi. It's like, do we have enough? Is there other kinds of kimchi that people should bring? Or, or. But, but Justin, I would say that the social contract, then, is, like, if you are just inviting people over to eat dinner at your house, you're volunteering to cook dinner for everyone. Like, I don't think you get to say, like, hey, I want to have everyone over and cook for you guys and also charge you for it. Like, no, hold on. Either you invite everyone to bring a dish or you're cooking for everybody. Like, you don't get to charge people admission to what your if house. They wanna, what if the thing they want to get is really bodacious and expensive, like ancient grain-fed chicken nuggets? Now, I would something. say that if that's the thing, if you're like, hey, we want to host a luau... Do you guys want to like go in on a pig? A suckling pig, and also where do you buy those, then, and how do you cook them? And then that's a thing. That's <laughs> a deal. If, if it's like Thanksgiving, and you're all going in on the turkey, yeah, that makes sense. But just the idea of like we're all going to have everyone over, and we made a pasta dish that'll be fifteen goddamn American dollars, please. <laughs> well, then the other problem with that is you've just entered a like a value. In right. equation into the food that you oh make. like it should be like you get to pay how much you think the dinner was worth or oh, like, seven dollars that's great daniel thank you so much here's an idea instead of fifteen dollars for this pasta dish that you've cooked up for them at your house you can have them pay ninety nine dollars and then for the next six weeks they can come <laughs> to your house and have as much pasta and soda for themselves and a friend as they want. I, that I mean, sounds like a terrific Because deal. if you're going to open a goddamn olive garden, then fucking do it right. No, you're not crazy. That was not a cool thing for them to do. If they want to volunteer to cook everything, that's the deal. Like, I've had lots of friends where it's like we all took turns hosting dinner parties, you know, as opposed to a potluck. Like, we're going to do a full-on dinner party and invite our friends over. Cool. That's a totally adult, awesome thing to do. But the adult, awesome part of that is saying, I've got to a point where I can provide for my friends. Like, not like, I've got to a point where I can charge you for friendship. Who, who, are, these, who are these goddamn monsters who have not only ruined the, the very idea of a potluck forever for everybody, uh, but also want to spend their entire evening... Fucking managing their accounts. Who uh, <laughs> Collecting money from friends for anything is the worst, so you only do it for big, big, big shit like group vacations and shit, not for fucking fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah, this it, is a horrible thing. I could it's see the worst. I could see where maybe they had a really misguided thought of like we're going to save everyone the trouble of coming up with something to cook and cooking it, and we'll take we'll take it off their hands and cut out the middleman. Except that like. That ruins the fun. That's like saying, I'm going to have a birthday party, but we're not going to have cake because I don't want you all to be so exhausted after eating all that cake. Like, you, oh, you've missed the point. Ugh. Ugh. I'm livid now. I haven't been to a dinner party, I think, ever. What? What? I don't think I have. I, I can't what believe that's true. Fuck? You're an American adult. What? You're- Huntington's not really built for that kind of thing. You need to I- throw one too sweet, sir. I Who? Who? With who? I don't know. You know people. Do you not have friends, Justin? Hey, time out from the podcast real quick. Hey, 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 a quick T.O. for a fucking St. Elmo's fire intervention with our oldest brother. What's going on? I have a baby. That's my best friend. No. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's all I have anymore. I just have a baby. I don't have friends. 
What are you talking about? What happened to the dinner party? What am I? <laughs> hey, hey, guys, quick question. What am love? What am love? Do you guys want to know the Yahoo? Uh, yes. Wow. Really burning through them. All right. Uh, this Yahoo was sent in by Nathaniel Claxton. That's a fucking super sick name. Thank you, Nathaniel. Yeah, it's awesome. it's by Yahoo Answers user Diamond, who asks, I think I am in love with my guardian angel. Oh. Oh. Interpret it any way you'd like. I will. Thank <laughs> okay. you. I don't <laughs> thank, need your permission. Thank you for giving me that option. But I've always believed that every person has a guardian angel. If you would like to disagree, that's fine too, but these are just my opinions. I'll mention a few things about my angel. His name is Eric. Well, hold on. (laughs) Hold on, Diamond. I don't want to poke holes too early in your argument. This is my angel, Eric Estrada. He often appears to me with messy brown hair, deep brown eyes, very tall, and a toned body. Oh, Eric. He says he's just my neighbor, but I know the truth. Of course he looks good. He's an angel. Have you seen Michael? Because that movie starred John Travolta. He has saved me from danger numerous times. I, I can't can... tell which of this is you and which of this is the person. Did the person <laughs> mention Michael? Uh, no, I did. He has saved me from danger numerous times. Again, this is still me talking about John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has saved me. Eric has saved this question asker from danger numerous times. And I can be a very clumsy person. I was in an accident just over four years ago. I apparently passed out for 20 minutes. And I came out without a scratch or any kind of pain. My truck rolled over six times and it was completely totaled. I came out without a scratch. Another incident happened when uh, when I was with a friend of mine. He was driving us on the highway, and we were in the far left lane. A transporter truck almost collided into us, but swerved into the other side of the road. There would have been a split second left until he hit us. I almost died as an infant when my mother was giving birth to me. I was also almost involved in a plane crash in 2010 right before my car accident. He tells me that he's always there for me when I'm alone, and I feel a strong, protective, and loving force whenever he's oh, near. No. I always feel arms wrapped around me when I sleep. Sometimes we even travel together. In my dreams, oh, he no. takes me to different countries that oh, I've never no. been to because I have always wanted to travel the world. Oh, no. I was planning I... on writing a book about him so that everyone can know how wonderful he is. There is a part of me, though, that can't help but love him on a romantic level. I want to know what your thoughts on <laughs> Eric always are. says to keep that part to myself. <laughs> He's watching out for me always. <laughs> I want to know what your opinions on angels are, even if you do not believe in them. Thank you, Diamond. Okay. Is the argument okay. with guardian angels that when something bad does happen, it's like, well, it could have been way worse. <laughs> what? They should have gotten there a little earlier, you mean? Well, it's like, just hey, like just yeah, don't... I stubbed my toe, and it's like, thanks, guardian angel. And the guardian right. angel's like, if I hadn't been here, the chair would have fallen over and broken your neck. And it's like, yeah. what? That's every... lazy so guardian angeling. You're suggesting that every injury anybody has ever suffered is a lessened version of... That just doesn't make any sense. Well, otherwise, I, I otherwise it's the guardian say, right? angel like, going, oh, sorry, I was watch- I was looking over there. I didn't see the chair. That one's on I was, me, you guys. I was watching angels in the outfield again, and I, okay, so the car thing, right? If there, if the angel was there and it was, like, the only one that helped protect you in a car wreck, why couldn't the angel have come, like, a minute earlier and just been like, hey, slow down. Yeah. Hey, look out. Slow down and because he t- he talks to you other times apparently. Why was yeah. he so mum and this? Like, why wasn't he like you should merge? Well, okay. And, and when you're a baby, like, can I just say something? There are many things about this question that <laughs> I find upsetting. <laughs> number one among them is that the part the, the number one among them is that an angel was there in the delivery room when your mom was giving birth to you, and he was like, "Hey, mama." This one's for me. 
Dibs. <laughs> Dibs. <laughs> and sometimes hey, he hey. spoons you. Hey, everybody. Michael. Nicholas Cage from City of Angels. Listen up. Dibs. This one's mine. I'm, I'm going to spoon him, but I don't, with this one. I don't want no strings to tie me down. You know what I mean? I'm not a yeah. one-woman angel. Christopher Lloyd. Not from Angels in the Outfield. Just the real Christopher <laughs> just Lloyd. in general. You back keep off. Your, keep your hands. This one's mine. <laughs> Listen, we're, being, we're, we're ignoring the obvious truth, and that is you go, if you go to Ponderosa Steakhouse, uh-huh. and you go there every day, for every day of your life you're not going to get the same service every time because there's going to be some variability in the skill of the ponderosa waiters they're waiting on you i don't know right. why i picked this very specific example mm-hmm. <laughs> but i got Especially i got the, i'm not sure ponderosa has waiters but go on i got the rosa on the brain <laughs> we are ignoring that haggard for rosa not every person if every person in the world had the same job there would be a, a very large range of skill. There would be a variety of talent at that job. What I'm saying is that some angels are probably shitty. So you're saying we're looking like a goofus and got an Eric and Derek situation. And it's like, Eric is a good guardian angel and saves you from a car crash. Derek is a bad guardian angel and lets you get kidnapped. Eric, I think, maybe sleeps in, maybe. And he, he misses some stuff from time to time. Um, but he does, I would say, a, a, an average job, but god damn is he toned. Holy <laughs> so shit. Fit. What he lacks in dependability, he more than makes up in fuckability. I'm just gonna assume that this woman never watched City of Angels with Nicolas Cage, because that put me off of Angel Romance pretty much, uh, uh, Kaiser permanently, because I, yeah. was, I was out of, <laughs> it's basically the worst ending to any movie ever. And I don't know if you watch that. I'm assuming you probably would watch this film. There aren't a lot of uh, cinematic uh, 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 bonbons that cater your particular <laughs> tastes. Like City, it's pretty much just Michael and City of Angels. But can you yeah. imagine if she just found out about it? Like, wait, but, what? Say what? that again? Oh, gotta go! And then if there's just watch, like a Deborah-shaped hole in the wall. <laughs> if you watch the end of that movie, Diamond, like, please. Diamond, yes. That's well, that's confusing. Me. That's what I need. I, I I can't imagine. Can we all agree though that we would read this woman's book so hard? Oh my god, yes, yeah, the for sure, so hard. If oh, if she, she changes don't say the angels, uh, we we'd read passages out loud, but don't say that too loud because Terry Gross will hear. She'll come <laughs> for your flavor. Oh, you're reading passages from an angel book. That sounds great tonight on Fresh Air. Angel books. Let's blow it out. <laughs> Let's do this this week on Fresh Air. Diamond Angels in the Sky with Diamond or something like that. I Griffin hasn't thought of the title of the thing yet. But I've been Terry Gross. And I I just I don't know what the fuck I'm This has doing. been the shortest fresh air episode ever. What if what if like as we're recording this, she's doing an episode like people have been chomping our flavor. What's up with that? Let's talk How about come, that right now. So, uh, hold on, let me listen into the bug that I've got planted in Griffin's room. Something about Wendy's precogs. <laughs> So, is there something with that? Can we do something? My producer's shaking his head no. Yeah, okay. Said, no, but I'm going to go for it anyway. That's fresh air. That's can how we, we do. Can we say fuckability on the public? <laughs> no, we can't say fuckability. Lenny Kravitz marinara <laughs> breast milk. Let's take a break. This comedy has been too rip-roaring. Yeah. It's just too funny. It's just too funny? If I had one note, I guess it would be that it's too funny. Too funny? Yeah. Um, Justin? 
let me ask Travis. you a question. Hit me, bud. Say I want to become a new donor. Maybe I've been a fan for a long time, and the past couple of Max Fun uh, you know, drives have passed me by, and I ha- haven't had a job, or maybe times have been tight. Maybe I was just feeling a little stingy that day. But this year, this yeah. year I'm ready. Yeah. But I got one question for you. What is the one question that you have? And well, it better be one. No, don't do add-ons. What's no in it for me? What's in what's it in- for Big Daddy? Well, Big Daddy, <laughs> I can't with that. Uh, well, what's Big in Daddy, it for Big Daddy Donor? Good, good news, Big Daddy. We have a ton of great gifts for you if you want to uh, get into uh, donating f- to the Maximum Fun Network. This is a monthly donation that you're pledging, and remember that this money goes to so many great shows to help us make the shows that you like. But here are gift wise. Here's what you could get. <clears throat> At $5 a month, you're going to get exclusive bonus content. What does that mean? Well, you're going to get bonus episodes for all of your favorite Max Fun shows. You're going to get, uh, if you like My Brother, My Brother and Me, I'm assuming you do, you're here. You're going to get a live show that we recorded in San Francisco in February. Awesome. You're going to get a. Go ahead and tell people what it is. Yeah, just, just come right out and say it. You're going to get the only extant non-deep web episode of uh, Big Gulp recorded live at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery uh, which is apropos because let's pray to God that it stays buried and uh, the the one and only episode of Big Gulp you're going to get that you're also going to get the uh, 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 our friend Lynn Manuel Miranda did a, a um uh, version. Uh, he wrote the lyrics to Ghost Horse that we uh, that we sang. Uh, well, it's actually a parody of a song from Guys and Dolls, but he wrote the song called Ghost Horse, and he sent us, when he first pitched it to us, a demo uh, MP3 of that song with him singing all three parts. So that is actually in there for donors. He said it was cool if we include it. So uh, he's got a, a hot new show called Hamilton that Paul McCartney went to and Bill Clinton went to, but before that, he wrote the lyrics to a song called Ghost Horse for us to sing. So you can hear <laughs> and, his original demo. And, and that's, that's for just that's just the My Brother, My Brother and Me stuff. That's just the My Brother, My Brother and Me stuff. There's a if you like the Adventure Zone, there's a prequel uh episode uh uh before the, the storyline that you I'm can actually hear. super high on prequel right now. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh uh that's just five dollars a month. If you can pledge five dollars a month, you're gonna get a boatload of stuff. That's just our stuff. There's more stuff from Sawbones and, and Bunker Buddies and so much more. There's a ton of crap in there for five dollars a month. Ten dollars a month, you're gonna get a drive exclusive tote bag. How are you gonna carry around all your bonus episodes? Probably uh, on well, an iPod. Or Good news. some kind of mechanical device, right? That's, I mean, that's because it's bits, it, but it's bits and bytes. Yeah, it's, it's all bits and bytes. So you can jam those into a bag, carry them <laughs> around for it. My tote bag is too full of bits and bytes. It's hurting my shoulder. <laughs> uh, for twenty dollars a month, you're going to get an in-flight power pack. This is awesome. Uh, a mobile device charger, collapsible water bottle, antibacterial wipes, and pilot wings. All. Or most Wait, what? <laughs> now hold yes. on. Do you mean the plastic the awesome classic, pilot wings or yes. the the classic? <laughs> I don't mean a copy of. Game. I don't mean a copy of pilot wings. I mean you're going to get plastic Max Fun branded pilot. Are wings you sure? You pin on your. Are shirt, we a hundred percent sure? Because I would I'm, love to. As an adult now, I really think that I could be better at landing that goddamn hang glider. Yes, I'm positive <laughs> it's not a copy of the game pilot wings, but okay. it's, it's still excellent. 
Uh, $35 a month, you get uh, a pair of rocket engraved shot glasses. Uh, do you get uh, all the previous levels? Stuff that is that correct. Hit that all is correct. stacks. All stacks. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so at 35, you're getting the rocket engraved shot glasses, the in-flight power pack, the driving exclusive tote bag, and the exclusive bonus content. Like, that's an amazing deal. And just think about it, like, for 5 and $10, that's like one or two beers out of the bar a month. Just, like, skip one or two beers, and that's going to cover it. $20, that's like one meal out a month. You know what I mean? Like, 35 that's one meal out with someone else a month. Like $18,000, that is one fish novelty fish tank large enough to store a small shark. That exactly. you buy a month. One uh, one of those a month, you you are hardly even going to miss that money. Eighteen thousand dollars. Eighteen thousand. We don't charge. We don't charge uh, for the show. We keep it free. But uh, if you if you feel like you gotten something out of it and you'd like to support us and make more, um, gosh, that would just mean the world to us. If you would uh, go to maximumfund.org forward slash donate, uh, you'll feel good. You'll feel good when you listen. You'll think, hey, I'm helping make this happen. And if it's something that you want to do and it feels like the time to do it, do it right now. Do it while you listen to the episode. If you're driving, pull over to the side of the road. Well, don't tell people to do that. If you're driving, wait until you. I'll give you permission to wait until you get where you're going before you can. But don't wait too long because this kind of stuff will fly out of your head. Take care of it. As, as soon as you're ready to do it. And people are going to be like, I'm in really, you're going to start to hear people talking about specifically Big Gulp. Uh, and you do not want to miss out on that. So go to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate and, uh, and get a ton of great stuff. And if you do, tweet at us so we can thank you. Yeah. How about a question, Justin? Yes, a question is something I'd love to provide you with, Griffin. Uh, I get asked to take people's picture a lot, but I, I always feel awkward doing so. I don't do selfies or deal with phone cameras or any cameras at all. I get worried that their picture will suck. And they might ask me to take another one. Or just look at, or just look at the picture silently. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> see what you did here. The and framing. Some, I mm. see what an, what an unconventional take on capturing the human form. When I say I'm bad at taking pictures, no one believes me. I try to avoid these awkward moments, but it seems to be unavoidable. I tried to toss the responsibility to someone else around me, but it rarely works. What do I do to avoid these awkward situations? <laughs> you should stop hanging around the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> just just like with your hands in your pocket, like, well, don't wonder if anybody needs a little assistance. I'm happy to help. <laughs> how often how often does That's this kind saying. of thing come up? Okay, so can I say something? Yeah. And you're gonna think I'm lying. Um but but Rachel can attest to this. Anytime we are out at a place that is even a little bit touristy. I always get stuff to take people's pictures. Now, not a problem for me because I'm fucking tight at it, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then this would be my question, Griffin. Should this person try to avoid these situations or just get better at taking pictures? It's literally a one-step process of getting better at taking pictures because cameras do fucking everything now. They, they automatically do everything that you need them to do. You just have to put the human beings... That you are in capturing box. in the box so that they occupy two-thirds of the space of the box. This, and now you're a master photographer. <laughs> Congratulations. Take the human beings, point the box at them, get them in that box so that they occupy two-thirds of the box. Two-thirds, 66.6 repeating percent of the space. Now, I know you're wondering, which two-thirds of them should I do? The, the part with the face on it, and then you want to get the head... <laughs> 
You want the, the extra third to be above them. So what just. Have, but what if they have good features they want to get? What if they have a really juicy butt? Well, Can then you, you got to do sure? a caricature. We got to fucking picture. <laughs> Could you, you take, take a, a picture? picture of me? No, but can what I, I can no. do is draw you a whimsical drawing showing your giant bottom. <laughs> I tell you, I here's do you want to be on a surfboard? Maybe graduating? I got a here's group. How- I went to New Orleans with a group of my friends, and we had a peop- we had somebody take a picture of all of us at a bar, and they p- took a picture of my camera and handed me the camera like pretty tight, right? And literally, we were the bottom <laughs> half, and then the sky was the top half. Hey, <laughs> fucking Mark from Orc. I don't have antennae. <laughs> there, you're not looking at the sky saying, man, I wish we had this at home. Like, you, you know that part. You know what that looks like. Here's what you do to diffuse it. Next time somebody asks you to take their picture, say, I can't do that for you, but I would love to paint you. <laughs> I have a studio nearby. Okay, Justin, let me pitch this. Ask me, uh, ask me to take your picture. Should I ask you to take my picture? No. <laughs> and then just walk away. Okay. And then just escape thing. into the world. Or just say, like, I wish I could, but I'm unstuck in time. And then walk away. <laughs> Sorry, hologram. I guess that'll work for, like, a lot of shit, huh? <laughs> Sorry, guardian angel. Um, yeah, I'll say, I, you could see me? And then <laughs> I bet the two-thirds thing is the part that's messing him up. He just keeps getting closer and closer. until <laughs> he's basically, like, pressing the lens against their face. Like, is this right? <laughs> Am I am I photographing? Is this photo? You could also say I'm afraid that you might be a ghost and I would kill you if I took your picture. Ooh. That's how it works. That is how it happens. Oh, just say something like, Oh, I've fallen for this before and walk away. It's just them going like, Oh, he's probably got a good reason. There are so many dumb things you could do, as we've established, or you could make it so their human frames occupy sixty six percent of the box on the camera. And then press the button that activates the camera. It's the easiest. It's so. It's the easiest thing. Do you guys want a Yahoo? Please. This Yahoo was actually sent in by a ton of people um, over the course of the past couple weeks, and I thought that we should talk about it now. Thank you to everybody who sent it in. It's by Yahoo Answers user Max who asks, "Can you describe your face expression while eating and drinking?" I am doing a research now. Oh, is that it? One more time. That was One more it. Time, please. One more can time you do, from the can, top. Can you describe your face expression while eating and drinking? Uh-huh. I am I am doing a research now. And there's a question mark. I don't know if they're maybe kibitzing on when they'll do the research. If this could be considered research. If they're the people doing the research. Or if they're well, participating in the research. There's a lot of variables. Think about it, though. Because when you eat, everybody... Think about your face when you eat, because uh, I, I think this. about it, and I think that I make like a yummy face, and I my it's a smile because I'm happy to be eating, but I don't know for sure because I, I never I know that mine because uh, I've I've practiced in front of a mirror and been told a couple of times brow furrowed, very focused, almost angry, defensive, mm-hmm. um, very focused, like in the middle distance stare, um, just trying to get it over with as quickly as possible. Do you hate eating food, Travis? No, I love it so much that I'm afraid I'll be interrupted. That's my biggest concern, is that someone may try to talk to me or engage me in some kind of interaction while I'm putting the best stuff in my mouth. If I'm eating a really good burger, I wish everyone else was dead for that minute. (laughs) That minute! That minute! 
minute, Travis. For that minute, minute. I'm not asking for the world. You are (laughs) asking for the whole. Consume my burger quickly. You just leave me alone for the brief amount of time. Don't sit there and say like, "Oh, you look like someone's about to take your food away." Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm afraid of that. Please just let me enjoy this. Has anyone ever? Has anyone? I'm I'm gonna fucking diagnose you right now, Travis, Uh because I feel like your your relationship with food has been a running goof on this show. And I want to get to the bottom of it. Has anybody actually ever, while you were sucking down some baby back ribs, ever walked up to you, obtained the ribs, and removed them from your from your grasp? No, I tell you, the real thing, Griffin, the real truth is that I, I am very verbose. I like to talk a lot, especially when I'm having a meal with friends. And what I end up doing is talking so much that I fail to actually consume my food. So I've gotten really good. That's patently at, at, untrue. I've never seen, I've eaten t- hundreds of meals with you and I've never seen that happen. I've well, not with you, you guys. Oh, okay. I'm saying with like people I like and don't talk to all the time. Sure, right. You, I'm saying you, it, as soon as food is presented to you, mm-hmm. you unhinge your jaw and place your head over the plate like some sort of fucking moray eel. But, like, when you put gas in your car, you're never thinking, like, I wish I could savor this more. You're trying to get the gas in your car quickly so you can go on about your day. I thought you loved eating so I much. do. I want it to go quickly and beautifully and wonderfully and done. You're like a you're like a, 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 a an Olympic ice skater, right? You, yes. You want it to be in perfect. so many ways. You're like you want it to be perfect, but you also need it to like you don't want to draw it out any longer than you have to because your legs are going to give out. Exactly. You've nailed it. It's like the uh, most beautiful symphony would really like lose its luster on like the sixteenth hour, wouldn't it? I think everybody has though like gotten their food taken away at a restaurant when you weren't done. Maybe you go to the B room and you come back and you're like. Ugh. And there's nothing in that moment more delicious on earth than those like seven chips and half a, <laughs> and half a pickle and like one one bite of the uh, uh, the calzone. Have you ever like, had the just... moment where they come for your food and then you're like, oh wait, I'm not done, and you speak before you think and realize that the only thing on the plate are like three chips and a half a yeah. pickle, and they're like trying to dig, and you're like, oh no, what? And then they kind of look at you, and you're like, no, it's it's fine. Have you, it's what's, fine. Wor- what's worse, that or just like, hold on one second. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, we're done what now. What if they could put that? What if they could put that? They could fucking time lock that and put it on the menu. Like, <laughs> for $35, we will give you the last seven chips and a pickle that we took from somebody that they didn't get to eat, and it will be so much more delicious for you. But you, you secretly order it from someone else at the table. So they, they like, look away for a second, and then they look back at you, and you're eating six chips, and there's nothing in front of them, and they're like, oh, Jeremy, no. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, tell me you, you didn't do this Jeremy, to me. you did this to me again. <laughs> Why do we keep That's obviously here? mine. That's my ketchup mess I made on the plate. <laughs> Jeremy, no. Can we, I'm into this idea now. I'm getting super <laughs> deep into this idea of, like, Going to uh, uh, fucking the the most notoriously slow TGI Fridays in town. They take a while to get your food out to you. Going there, ordering a big plate of baby back ribs, some fries, and and a dish, a side dish. I don't know what they have there. Never been. And waiting for 40 minutes for my food to get there. And then they bring it to the table, put it down. I stand up. 
put $40 on the table, walk out, and leave, and drive home, and I guess jerk off, because it would be the most <laughs> incredible tantric experience of my entire life. <laughs> You're laughing, Travis, because you could never do that. I, could, I, would, I will give you $10,000 if you can ever go to TGI Fridays, order a plate of delicious, ba- sweaty baby back ribs, and then stand up as soon as they get there and walk out. Griffin, you are so correct, because sometimes just the very thought of maybe I might go out to eat later makes me so happy right. in a way that most normal people will never experience. Yeah, the I, idea of having someone bring food to me that I did nothing to earn is very exciting. Is it kind of wonderful being like a food goblin? It is. It's so freeing. If you I can would, let go of all the mores and everything holding you back about what you think is appropriate about how to eat, your life becomes so much better. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, but I guess there is some satisfaction to be derived from it. I just I feel like you're a prisoner of your own creation. No, I'm free. You're the one trapped in a food prison. Look in your own life. Don't just sit there and judge my way of life. Walk a mile in my food-filled shoes. Why is there food I, in there? I eat so quickly it falls down. Sometimes I eat so quickly it falls Why down. Why are there my Twizzlers shoes. in your Pumas, heavyweights? <laughs> If someone told you you had to make shoes out of food, what food would it be? Go. God damn it. I would say probably ciabatta. A firm bread or a, a jerky. Some kind of firm bread with jerky what? laces. I get one of those big bolognese that they haven't cut up yet. Uh-huh. You, you always see in meat stores, but you never buy them because, like, what am I going to do with that? But, Justin, what about the coyotes? I'm a bartender slash server, and I work with a lot of awesome people. If I happen to bring friends or family to eat my bar when I'm not working, I, of course, want to generously tip my friend slash co-worker that waited on us. But it always feels awkward. Similarly, if I have a drink after my shift and want to tip the bartender, he or she is uncomfortable about me tipping them as well. I've even fallen into the trap of being weird about my friends tipping me. How do I navigate this situation? Do I only tip them the customary 20%? Am I required to tip them more because we're friends? What do I say when they say, oh, you don't have to tip me? Help. That's from tiptoeing in Ann Arbor. Oh, God, if only the Japanese style. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably why Japan was like, mm, let's flip it. Um, why don't we flip that switch? Because we work together and this is crazy. Flip the switch, guys. No more tips. The, this is one of the rare times when I'm forced to, I have no idea. Like, I don't even know where to start. Wait, you're saying that literally everything we've ever advised people on... You had some idea. You had least, a lot of ideas. I, I at least, in those scenarios, had some kind of gut reaction that I followed, and I was like, yeah, this is what I would do. I have no... Like, I listened to you read the question, and in my brain was going, uh. Because just the idea of, like, handing someone you... Because... My immediate reaction is just this idea of like, well, you know what goes into it. Like, you know what the process is. You know what deserves a tip, what doesn't. You know what they're actually doing that would earn the money. And so you should be the best judge of it. So then if you're left going, I still don't know. Like, well, then where? I don't know. Like, yes. If they say not to tip them, don't tip them. Yes. What if when you start a job at a new restaurant, you have to give every other person working in that restaurant $10. It'll be a pretty big lump sum right up front. And then when you wait on each other, you just hand that $10 back and forth. <gasps> and it's like a friend, a friendship 10 spot. And I, you just I, pass that back and forth. And then when you quit the job, 
because you tooted in the kitchen, I've never worked at a restaurant. <laughs> and you can in my never life. return. I don't know. Daniels. How, I don't know how anything works in, in my the office. World. Um, then you cash out. No, that doesn't make sense. Uh, I was close I, to something though, I, wasn't I? I was really close to something. You were teetering on the edge. When I was at, uh, a young man back in high school, and I worked at the Blockbuster Video. Rest in peace. Uh, I thought that I what everybody should do. I thought you know people would come in and I would uh, get rid of their late fees or something. And I thought, you know, what we should do is just have a system of hookups. It's like you come to Blockbuster and I'll hook you up. And then when I come to TGI Fridays, you hook me up, maybe some free moth sticks or I don't have to tip you. And I thought that I basically invented bartering is what I had done, but I hadn't really realized <laughs> it. I thought this was a great system. And like somehow my stupid teenager brain, like the system had been put into place so I just started like giving peop- everybody who I knew like the hookup and just kind of assuming it would karmically come back to me, pay it forward, like that kind of thing, like would 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 be revisited the next time I went to their place of business and never, ever happened. And I got well, fired. Isn't well, that such an awkward moment when either someone comes to visit you at your place of work or you go to visit someone and it's unclear as if there if there's an expected like if someone's like, oh, yeah, come eat at my restaurant. And then you get there and you're like, wait, is this? Are they going to? Is this a deal? Are they inviting me here, I, and then I'm going to get a discount? Should I ask? I just want to point out, karmically speaking, God killed the blockbuster video. Wasn't it, God that killed the blockbuster video? Twas man killed the blockbuster video. No, man couldn't kill blockbuster video. Their fucking business was perfect. God looked at that and saw pride and said, "You hurt my my baby boy <laughs> Justin," and and just sort of destroyed the whole thing. Got oh, I Netflix. thought you were saying God saw the pride in Justin trying to rework the structure of humanity through his No, he saw Justin he saw Justin fucking giving freely to his fellow man. And Blockbuster Video saying, No, this will not do. You are fine. Or or Uncle Sam heard that I had figured out the solution to like ending capitalism. And they're like, No, this is terrible. Everybody close down Blockbuster and fit Netflix. <laughs> it's time to release Netflix. But sir, time we agree that would be 2021. Nah, this kid in West Virginia has cracked the code. And they were tripped they were tripped out because then I went to Best Buy and I started selling people Netflix subscriptions. Like, wait a minute, <laughs> he's on to us again. <laughs> Justin, you should you should really go to Burning Man sometime. I think you'd really get a kick out of it. <laughs> yeah, you think? What do you make? Do you make something that you could barter with at Burning Man? Kelsey Grammers? Yeah. Well, those probably wouldn't hold up so much in the 115-degree sun. Dick jokes? I don't think those are going to satisfy. I wish I could go to Burning Man, but just bring money and just be the only person there that's allowed to use it. Because I think that would be... I think secretly people would really get a kick out of it because they can like leave Burning Man and be able to spin it on shit. Um, and also, like I wouldn't have to worry about how bad my fishhook earrings are. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i just did the potluck thing didn't i you ruined i it. just did the 15 dollar potluck thing and i swore i would yeah. never become that type of monster. just like that and griffin that, ruined burning man one episode to kill burning man to unseat burning man like 45 seconds of one episode to unseat burning man well you know what, what if, if it's burning that easy man, to kill if, then it didn't deserve to live what if burning man like went on long enough that at first i was like well uh i could just trade you these three hacky sacks for like one of those Afghans, and you're like, that's uh, I don't know why I need an Afghan at Burning Man, but okay, let's <laughs> it go for it. It gets cold in the desert at night, and then and then like 
it went on, you're like, you know what? These uh, hacky sacks are really easy to carry around. Maybe I should just say, like, we could just use you to represent, like, if I have five hacky sacks, then that means that, like, it's worth one blanket. It's easier <laughs> just to keep track of how many things that we've made or sold. Sure. And then, oh, fuck, 48 hours later, the whole thing has collapsed. There's a McDonald's there. They've got the whole. There's. there's uh, I'd got, like a sausage biscuit. Okay, that's gonna be two and a half hacky sacks. <laughs> I gotta cut another hacky sack open. What are you people even doing with these half hacky sacks? A minimum hacky, hacky sack wage isn't even enough to buy our own McDonald's hacky sack food. This is this is bullshit. Well, can I go to Burning Man? As long as we're talking about Burning Man for some goddamn reason, can I go to Burning Man with like a fucking. Yu-Gi-Oh sticker, one Yu-Gi-Oh sticker, and challenge myself to trade up to a goddamn Toyota Tundra, drive somebody <laughs> else's Toyota Tundra away from Burning Man through a system of Yankee that should, swaps. That should be like a, in the least amount of moves, like kind of like right. game show. I would watch that. It's like I can get from Yu-Gi-Oh sticker to Toyota Tundra in five moves. Guys, I got big news for you. What's that? Farm wisdom, farm wisdom. Grow some peas with Warren G. Farm wisdom with what? With Warren G. Grow some peas with Warren G. That's farm what I wisdom. thought you said. Okay. Have you been to Warren G.'s farm? <laughs> the G Ranch. The G Ranch. <laughs> the Circle oh, G. Just... His his potato harvest came in really well this year because I think he's really been regulating the fertilizer. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, farm wisdom, here it goes. If you add a new chicken to a brood of chickens, they'll turn on it as an outsider and peck it to injury or death. To avoid this, simply wait until all the chickens are asleep and put the new chicken in the coop alongside them when they wake up, they'll assume that everyone around them are their friends and get on fine. Even the new chicken is fooled <laughs> by this. I was with this until that last part. <laughs> yeah, the new chicken's like, yeah, this seems right. <laughs> Nothing weird about this. There's like 18 of me here, and I don't know what that means, but are we cool? We're cool. Hey, hey Steve, Fred, Ginger, you, <laughs> and me. How long have you been here? I don't know. I feel like forever. Yeah, that seems right. Let's be <laughs> yeah, friends. I, I also feel like I've been here forever. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about good. You guys aren't gonna like peg me to death, are you? Like, no. As far as we know, we've known you for years. I understand you guys are joking right now. What is the value of chickens having a sense of time? Like, that seems like the last thing you want those poor beasts to have, right? I've been sitting here for what feels like a very great amount, like a great, a great span. Why can't they just sit and chill? Oh, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> Have you been here the whole time? It, for Excellent. me, Justin, it's not a sense of time. So I'm just more I'm disturbed by the lack of memory. Just that idea of like any like a chicken goes to sleep, it wakes up somewhere else, and it's like, yeah, yeah, this is it. This yeah, is it right. sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. wish that human beings had this. I feel like it would help out with mine and a lot of other people's social anxieties. If I went to sleep next to my beautiful wife and I woke up, who's that sitting in a chair? What's up? I'm Mark. Hi, Mark. <laughs> uh, I guess. Uh, are we like buds? Like, yeah, I guess so. I just woke up here too. All right, cool. Do We've you been friends get... forever. Is that do, what you're is saying? This, is that what you're saying? Is do you want some brunch? Movie? Are we on Saw now? Is this no? Saw? That one. That thought wouldn't even wake uh, enter my mind. I woke up next to Mark. He must be pretty tight. <laughs> you must have gone to sleep next to Mark. It's the only I thing say... that makes sense. 
I'd say farm chickens have no memory. Mm. I guess their lives are much like mine, you know? In a little Go plastic on. castle is a surprise every time. Wait, no Andy DeFranco fans here? No nope. Andy DeFranco fans? No just, just, a, friend just a couple Warren G heads. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Justin, I have another yeah. question for you. Hit me. Say I've been a max fund donor before. Say in the past I've been maybe a 5 or a 10 or a $20 a month or $35 a month donor. Yeah. And every year it just seems like the max fund content is getting better and better and better. Maybe I've had a raise. Maybe it's just been a really good year for me. And I just wish I could give more. Is there a solution? Yeah, there is. You just do it. You go up in there and you pledge that you're going to increase your gift. And if you increase the, your gift, let's say right now you're doing $5 a month and you're like, you know what? I'm going to get in there with $10 a month. You do that, you're going to get the gift associated with that higher level. You're really? Gonna go in at, you're going to go in at 10 you're going to get your tote bag. You decide I'm going to up it to 20 you will get that in-flight power pack with the mobile device charger, collapsible water bottle, antibacterial wipes, and pilot wings with the MaxFun logos on them. Now, say no it's problem. been a really good year. Yeah. A re- like, I just made partner at the firm. Yeah. Are there the higher level? Firm. If I really want to throw my money around like a big yeah. shot, are there higher if, levels? If you pledge $100 a month, you're going to get membership in the Inner Circle. That's a monthly culture club where uh, Max Fun hosts pick something that they love and is really, like, something very special to them that they want to share with people. And you get it in the mail, like, every month. You, you get it delivered to you. Uh, because you're part of the inner circle. That's really cool. That's at $100 a month. Uh, for t- uh, $200 a month, you get free registration to Max Fun Con 2016. Who's going to be there? It doesn't matter. You're going for free. And that's $200. Uh, you get the registration, the inner circle, circle the rocket right. engraved shot glasses, the in-flight power pack, and the drive exclusive tow back, and all of the exclusive content. That's huge. So I think that's pretty huge. Also, uh, can, Justin, at $200 a month, Justin will come to your house and dance for you. Every day. Not every day. Just once. He'll pay, for his, own, are, he'll pay for his own travel. He will get there, and he will perform a dance. Any style. It doesn't have to be seductive, but you'll probably want I, it to be. I can guarantee you, he'll commit to it. He, this won't be like a half-assed, like, oh, let me do your dance. Like, he's going to be up there. He's going to be moving. And you're going to say, oh, my God, I can, I finally see what it means to dance. He's this not going to be He's not gonna be crying while he does the Macarena. No. Because that would ruin it. No. That would ruin the Macarena. Uh, if I'm just reading the small print here, and everything I just said was a lie. Justin will come dance for you. Okay. If you want to come, uh, if you want to donate some cash, you can go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Maybe uh, started listening to some more shows. You know, we added a ton of new shows. You know what we added this year? Let's say you're already my brother, my brother, fan. You know what we had this year? We added uh, a show called Bunker Buddies that Travis does with his friend Andy. Yes. And we added a show called The Adventure Zone that we do with our dad. And we've continued and to do amazing shows like Sawbones with Justin and Sydney. Thanks. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm we've... saying, like, we've got new shows. Like, there's maybe more things that you're listening to now. So maybe you want to kick in a few bucks to make that, like, pay. I'll tell you what else. I'll tell you what else. What's that? If you don't kick in more money, then our dad doesn't get any of your money. That's, That's correct. True. Don't you, we will leave him on our, the streets where we found don't you him. <laughs> leave, don't you want our daddy to have some money? And and here's the thing that a lot of people miss about this. You are you are giving money to help uh, MaximumFun.org. You're supporting an amazing network of shows. But uh, when you make your donation, you say what shows 
uh, you love on the network, what you say the shows that you listen to, your money is going to those shows. You are directly supporting the people that create these programs. Like you're not only supporting uh, a great network, part of your money goes to all the great work Max Fun does and looking for new hosts and making the, the shows and, and doing all the great Max Fun stuff, but you're literally supporting the shows that, that you love so much. And it, it, and it seriously means the world. I mean, and it, also, like, we we would not, Adventure Zone would not exist without, without these donations because it has allowed us to spend more time working on podcasts. The money has allowed us to spend more time working on podcasts. The, the Adventure Zone wouldn't exist. Bunker Buddies wouldn't exist. We've been able to do live shows. Like we've been able to like front the money I, for live shows. I was able to move to Los Angeles specifically to try to develop more and more stuff for my brother, my brother, me, and our other amazing shows. It really, and not only that. Let me also say this because we've been talking about money a lot. It means a lot to us to work for a listener-supported network. It's really great. I talk to a lot of people who create a lot of content for a lot of different things. And knowing that our listeners are also like supporting our network and knowing that what we do means something to you guys means a lot to us. And it's and- it's really amazing to be a part of this organization and be a part of you guys. Because that's the thing. When you become a donor, you become a part of Max Fun, And like we're all in this together. Uh, we also have challenged donors who are current members who will pledge a small amount of money uh, for each new and upgrading member. So, like, even if, you, if even if you're coming at the bottom level, you're coming at five dollars a month. Like, first of all, there's nothing insignificant about that. That's huge and awesome, and we appreciate it. But it's also going to kick in a lot of money because there's a bunch of challenge donors who are going to uh, kick in a lot of money for every single new and upgrading member we have. So, so really think about it because your your donation is essentially doubled. If, if not tripled or quintupled, or I don't know the math. I'm bad at it, but you we understand that uh, f- financially it may not be possible for you to donate. Uh, that's totally fine. What we would ask, though, is uh, if you can't donate, pl- share that link around. Tell other people to donate. Maximumfund.org slash donate and say, hey, I can't do this well-heeled buddies, but maybe you could throw these cats a few bucks. Uh, Maximumfund.org forward slash donate. Uh, we love you just the same. No matter what, you're still our buds. For Do you guys want to know Yahoo? Yes, please. Sure. Uh, this Yahoo was sent in by level 9000, Yah Drew Druid, Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. I feel like maybe Shaman, we should go back to Shaman because it's a lot of Drew, right? Is Yah Drew just, I think Yah Drew Druid, Drew, Drew. Is, it's, it's too much. Yeah, should we call it just Yahoo? I, we'll figure it out in post. Yeah. Uh, it's by Yah Drew Answers User. We'll run it through the boys in R&D. Blondies who ask... Am I the only one annoyed about this at the fabric store? And it's not that I'm really annoyed by it, but it happens every time. <laughs> Already a little me. Whoa, don't back off. Don't back Stick with this. And not really not annoyed by it, or that it happens at a fabric store. Um, it's not that I'm annoyed by it, but it happens every time, and I'm curious to see if others have the same experience. I go to the fabric store. Been going mm-hmm. my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm a lifer. Uh, I pick up my material, and mm-hmm. once I go to have the gal cut my yardage, they ask me every time at every store, so what you making? I kid you not. This has happened each and every time I have visited the fabric shop. Now, I'm not a snoot and kindly say I'm making my Halloween costume or I'm sewing doll clothes. <laughs> or I'm dressing as a doll for Halloween. Uh, or I'm making curtains for my new place. But in so all people honesty, can't see me playing with my dolls. But in all honesty, is it any of their goddamn fucking business what I'm using the fabric? How, how much editorializing was there there, Griffin? 
They said damn business, okay. but put that Griffin McElroy filthy mouth twist on it. I uh, think about it again. I've never not told them why I'm buying the material, but why is it every single time? If I was sewing a quilt to wrap my dad, my dead cat, my dad. If I was <laughs> sewing a quilt to wrap my dead cat up in, you know, why should they care? Then you just say I'm making a quilt. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Why are you making a quilt, though? For what specific purpose? For my dead cat, you insensitive bastards. Even my newlywed husband, his first time at a fabric shop, walked out saying, why is it their business what you're making? I laughed and said, sweetie, this happens every (laughs) fucking time. Welcome to the club. Anyways, am I the only one that experiences this? I love fabric stores. Love the employees. But why is it their fucking business to ask what you're making? (laughs) Lol. Let me say, from working at COC, I did buy a lot of fabric for, like, sets and stuff. This is true. You get asked a lot. And for me, it was always a little bit awkward because I would get to say things like, I'm going to make a blood-splattered sheet. Or, like, I'm making a fake wall. And they'd always look at me like, oh, okay. Usually it's it's just doll clothes. (laughs) Usually it's doll clothes and quilts for dead cats. Next time you come in, can you just say doll clothes? It's a lot less psychically upsetting for us. We like routine here at the Michaels. <laughs> yeah, our hobby, our number one hobby here at the Hobby Lobby is just hearing you talk about the beautiful clothes you're making for your but beautiful in, doll. In defense of the employees of these fabric stores, it's not like there's like a, it's not a fast-paced, high-energy kind of store. You know what I mean? So like their their excitement comes from hearing the projects that you will be working. How much time is it taking out of your day? What kind of inconvenience is it to say like I'm making doll clothes? Okay, great. Just make conversation. Just making conversation. They, you know what they can make in there? Nothing. They can make conversation. Please let them live vicariously through your creation. Please. How come every time I go to the barber, they ask me how I want my hair cut? <laughs> hold on, is it hold any on. of their damn business? We need to revisit this idea. Of the people who work at the Hobby Lobby not being allowed to make things in the Hobby Lobby. Just, because I think I about... I thought that I, that would pass without inspection. Nope, like nope, the opposite I, of an employee discount is an I employee went ahead, ban. I grabbed that in my dragnet, Justin, because I'm imagining now all I can think about is the back room, the employee lounge at the Hobby Lobby, just people taking those like styrofoam balls... And just seeing what kind of crazy shit they can get up to back there. <laughs> We're doing a random locker check. Turn out any needles, pens, no, styrofoam like balls. Dy- it's like a dystopian future back there. They can't, it, what you're missing, they can't create anything with their hands. Because they assume that they got, no matter what you have, like, okay. No matter what the physical object is that mm-hmm. you are creating, right? Anything. They probably have the stuff for it at Michael's. Yeah. So any object, if someone sees you creating things, they have to check you when you go in and when you go out to make sure you don't have any other physical objects. Because if you did, if they're like, well, what's this wallet? This is really nice. Like, yeah, I I bet you made it while you were here at Michael's. Is, we have everything. Is that why all the employees at Michael's work in their underwear? Right. That's exactly. Okay. If you've ever wondered why they have are naked with an apron... <laughs> Uh, that is why. And have wires coming out of their head connected to the central processing unit (laughs) to prevent thought crime. 
That's that's the thing. You can't even create things with thoughts because they were inspired by like the the the, the macrame. What are you making? Stuff. Doll clothes. Oh, that gives me an idea. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you for shopping at Michael's. The only thing you're allowed to make at Hobby Lobby is babies <laughs> because you don't have a choice. Because I gotta have new employees. Now, Justin, are are, are you okay? Are you theorizing that they, like, sign an agreement to very, like, gulag totalitarian thing? Or... Not like goulash. Is it a... <laughs> Sorry. Is it a psychological torture where they... Just, wait, I just want to say, Griffin, that was a really, really funny joke. <laughs> I'm glad so. you stopped Travis for it. That's what he deserved. And that's what that joke deserved. And I love you for that. <laughs> Thank you. I love you, too. Or is it a psychological thing where they've just been told so many times that they cannot create? That they just believe it so intrinsically at this point. That if someone was like, why don't you sew something? And they're like, I couldn't. I couldn't. I can't. Please leave. Just take your fabric and get out. Don't stir the pot. Travis, most gorillas have been in captivity for so long. They think that freedom is something they dreamed. Mm -hmm. That's a line from one of my favorite movies, Instinct, with Cuba Gooding Jr. (laughs) And I th- and it's and it's something that I think applies really well to this situation. Is it possibly a security protocol for in case they are using the fabric to make a dirty bomb? <laughs> or you're making you- a felty bomb. We can tell. This is a felty bomb. Is it or like I don't know, a murder robe? A ceremonial murder robe. And you have to tell them or else it's entrapment what you're making. Sorry, what? How do you, you have travel works? If the Michaels if the Michaels employee asks you what you're using the fabric for and you are intending to make a dirty felty bomb, mm-hmm. you have to you have to tell them or else it's entrapment. <laughs> know your rights, people. If you don't know your rights, you're not gonna be able to protect yourself out there. <laughs> What's that? I'm playing taps. Oh, is it for the podcast? <laughs> no, not for the podcast. <laughs> for a funeral for a friend. One last bit. One last time around the old corral. Because everybody has fucking chompous flavor. <laughs> We're going to try it out one last time, and then it's fucking done. And don't ever ask about it again, because everybody ruined it. And you, when you told people about it, when you told your when you told your Terry Gross about this great bit you heard on a podcast, Jerry Gross, I'm speaking to you, n- nephew of Terry Gross, when you told Terry about- I'm Scary Gross! <laughs> <laughs> scary Gross is actually a really tight name for like- Whoever takes Elvira's place. Um, just kidding, Elvira will live forever. <laughs> this doll, it's Haunted Doll Watch, by the way. If you, if, uh, if you can't, if, if you are so saddened by the death of Haunted Doll Watch, um, first of all, Haunted Dolls can't really die. Uh, second of all, there's a Haunted Doll Watch bit in the Mibim Bam bonus episode, so get at it. Uh, authentic Haunted Doll, Katie uh, Frida. Extremely active, very rare spirit. Very rare spirit's weird to me. It seems like those are just one apiece, I believe. But anyway. Are you talking it's about a, like if you find them in the pack of Pokemon cards? No, I think he's yeah. saying like Travis McElroy's is, is, of course, a very rare Travis McElroy. Oh, like yeah. you're only going to find one Travis one McElroy. spirit. Like why are there multi, multi-pack spirits? Anyway. There's I got a hollow foil pack. spirit. This doll has been a part of my spirit family for nearly a decade. Can I tell, uh, say? Can I say? I want to say something about haunted doll watch. Okay. What I'm going to miss the most. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to miss the most about haunted doll watch is a lot of people ask me like, "Where do you find this stuff, Justin? Like, where, where, where are you getting this material from?" Literally, 
I've never prepared for Haunted Doll Watch. As I've been sitting here, I type eBay.com <laughs> and then I type Haunted Doll and I literally read the first one and it's always the best. You type like, H-A-U the- into Google and it <laughs> autofills. And it, it's such a rich vein. It was so easy, but now it's too. But it was too easy, you know. You know how it was. You know how James Dean was too good at acting, mm-hmm. so God killed him. It's like that. That's so exactly anyway, what this happened. doll was is a needy and demanding spirit. What's the doll's name? Uh, this is Frida slash Katie, and I'll explain that in a second. And now I feel there are a few that can deal with this special girl. By the way, I'm looking at the 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 reader on her haunted energy, and it's up to danger. So, Uh-oh. Yeah. Justin, yeah. I hate to ask. I'm afraid to ask. Could you share the link? Uh, yes, I can set you all up with the link to see Katie Frieda, or you could just uh, Google and the first fucking thing you see when you <laughs> search haunted doll. That's the one that you get. So anyway. Uh, Katie and Frida, people sell haunted dolls on eBay. I'm sure you know that if you fucking read Vice or listen to Fresh Air or whatever. But uh, we we profile some of those dolls. We're talking about Katie and Frida. Katie had a difficult and short life. She was born and unloved. This abuse created a split in Katie's mind. She created another self to withstand the torture and abuse. This girl's name is Frida and is Katie's other self personality. Now, I, I, I hear all you reaching for your fucking buy it now buttons after reading that shit, but I do have to warn you, this costs $150 to bring this into your life. Katie Frida passed away at six years old from neglect, abuse, and malnutrition. She died in the darkness at night and was very cold. Uh, excuse me? Uh, are you selling this? This is for sale? Uh, what kind of advertising are you doing with me right now? Frida has turned doorknobs on both bedroom doors. Katie has shown me events through Dream State that left me in tears. Okay, so it's sort of a double whammy. <laughs> sort of all the shit that dolls can do, which is turning doorknobs spookily. And also going on dream adventure. What if you're on a fucking dream adventure with your goddamn guardian angel? And Katie rolls hey, up. get like, out of here, Katie. <laughs> this is my spooning. Here's, here's the, my favorite line. In, is It goes through like all this stuff. And it's honestly too brutal to read on a quote-unquote comedy show. Uh, but the last line is, I want to ensure Katie is in the best home possible. Just like, fuck you, Frida. <laughs> I don't care where Frida ends up. Frida can fuck off. But no, Katie is cool. 150 if you don't mind. Please be at least 25 to purchase. And rent a car. That's right, not the are, first time we've seen I that warning. People aren't like... A 22-year-old doesn't have the emotional maturity to deal with a Katie and or Frida. Guys, can I, like... F- this listing is fucking great if you're not looking at it already. Uh, there are two pictures from the six or seven that are available here that look like they're snap, snaps of Bigfoot. Like Katie or Frida was just like running across the room and they just like managed to snap a pic of her. They are absolutely miserable pictures. I love the one with the scanner because it looks like Katie let's, is saying, You ain't scanning me, are you? Yeah. That is let's talk about this ghost dollometer. Because I think it's some I think it's some racist bullshit. Because this is the scanner. This is the these are the this is the metric that the ghost doll scanner, the ghost dollometer uses. There's safe, caution, and danger. So if there's a doll, if there's a ghost in the doll, there's going to be a ghost in the doll. There's a ghost in like half of the dolls that there are in the world. There's no setting on there to be like, but it's cool. There is a ghost in this, but they're totally cool. 
They also don't mm-hmm. mention their return policy. No, no return policy. <laughs> hey, listen, I bought that Not Katie Frida doll. Um, it's like seventy five percent Frida, and I, I was expecting it, a fifty fifty split. This listing for no other reason. Make sure to stop by and see the picture of what appears to be Frida slash Katie. I'm assuming Frida staring into a mirror while standing over best. a painting of the Virgin Mary. What is that look? What is happening? I don't see the Virgin Mary in this picture. Oh, no. Dun, 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 the um, haunted doll's dead. Griffin was a haunted doll the whole time. Is it possible that the resurgence in haunted doll, and by resurgence I mean surgeons, pre-surgeons, mm-hmm. of, of haunted dolls in the, in the media's eye, ever watchful eye, is going to lead to one person who buys these dolls up for the sole purpose of destroying them and and making our world a safer and better place. Possible. I hope that that's what happens. I mean, more likely, more likely though, is we are fucking kicked right back to Beanie Baby Fever mid-90s. Yep. People are gobbling these things up like crazy. They're spending way too much just assuming that they're going to get the uh, – the, uh, the investment back at some point. <laughs> they even, even got the haunted dolls that come in the McDonald's kids' meals. You know what I mean? They're right, collecting all the haunted dolls. Clearing out the college funds just to buy Stephanie slash Gordo or whatever the hot haunted doll is. That's what I think. And I'm my hope is that once the 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 smoke clears on haunted dolls, we can swoop back in there. It'll be retro at that point or something. Mm-hmm. Like we'll be doing it ironically. I think that's that's the only hope for more haunted dolls. But. That's what I think is and, but the But at that point, Katie, Katie slash Frida will be like 36 years old. And, the, and she'll be like, I just I just would like to like get a job. Just like I, the, I'm like, she's like the mayor of Portland or something. I have a – you guys want a Yahoo? Yes. Yes. This Yahoo was sent in by Dan Green who asks. Nope. He didn't ask it. Fucked that right up, didn't I? It's by Yahoo Answers user Rishi who asks, how can I fight well against a guy I took under my wing? What? To put Ooh. it simply, I need help. Badly. I practice Jeet Kune Do, a self-defense martial art. I've been going for nearly seven years, and I've come a long way since then. I'm now the best teen in my class. I'm 15, by the way. Who at eight is like, I'm going to get in a Jeet Kune Do. <laughs> However, a year ago, another guy the same age as me started learning, and I basically taught him, and he was learning the ropes. Nothing bad about that. But when it came to sparring, I gave him all my killer secrets to fighting well. As we became good friends, we sparred more together. Now he uses all my tactics that I taught and develops it, and now he's better than me by far. I get completely whitewashed, and he masters all the special traps I learn in an instant, whilst I can barely do them with three weeks of solid practice. It's also frustrating, as now my confidence has dropped because of this, and my mind goes blank whenever I spar. I can't think of any tactics to use, and he just keeps getting better and better by the day. Can you guys give any advice to me on how I can get my ferocity back? All help is useful. Thank you. This is so classic. It's a prison of his own creation. It's so like it's so obvious what's going on. He is the chosen one, right? It's a classic storyline. The person who's worked really hard, like trying to become the chosen one, and then somebody just like ghosts in, and it's like, but he gets everything instantly. He's not working yeah. for it, right? And I'm yeah. supposed to train him. He's I should have been the chosen one. He's the last last dragon. Yes, and he took the globe from you. Yes, so I think you should kill him. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Now I know it seems extreme. 
Yeah, like the most extreme thing you can do in any given but situation. But that's the only Charity. way that she's going to be able to become the chosen one. Or he. It's it's a, it's definitely a guy. Just based on their avatar. How can you tell from the avatar? Are they like spraying on some axe or something? I think we have like a um how can how, give me do me a favor you two. Go try to get in a fight with a mirror and win. You can't do it because they block your blows with their own blows. Yes, but Griffin in this scenario the mirror is kicking his ass. Well, yeah, because it's a bet. It's a haunted mirror. Oh, you, what they did, uh, Taskmaster. You know, on Spider-Man Unlimited, that cartoon. Taskmaster is a character that like learns your fighting style immediately as he watches you fight, and you like nobody can beat him in a fight because they like he knows all your moves. He <laughs> he watches you fight, right? And then as he's watching you do the moves, he flips it on you and does the moves back on you and better. So. What I'm saying is he's basically the the Terry Gross of fighting guys. <laughs> okay. But, but listen, here's how they beat him, right? Spider-Man switched costumes with somebody else. Spider-Man dressed up like uh, Iron Fist, and then they did each other's combat moves. So he didn't know where it was coming from. So wait, was there that- a moment when Iron Fist saw like Peter Parker like straight up and was like, oh, great. Saw I, his okay. dick and everything? <laughs> he took his pants off? No, they all they all know. They live with Aunt May, so they all like know the story. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. I have uh, an So what around. you're saying, Justin, is the classic like if if he knows what you're gonna do next, do the last thing he would expect. And if exactly. and if like if your normal move is like you go like high, high, low chop, right? Just like stroke his chin. Quarter quarter circle punch. <laughs> then then maybe like you know, like this time like go and he won't know what to make of it, and then you punch him in the gut. But he is going to know what to make of that. You in the mid, you will go, and he's already going to know what the fuck you're doing. You have to get outside of your own head. How's this for a suggestion? Get out there to spar. And he's like, let's go. Let's go, sensei. And he's saying that tauntingly. Ooh, what a Ugh, jerk. I hate that. And then he, but then you're like, oh, hold on. I got to piss. And you go to the bathroom. <laughs> and then while you're in the bathroom, do a whip it. And then go back out there. And you're real fucked up. <laughs> You're gonna be real fucked up, and he's—you're not gonna be inside your own head, so he's not gonna be allowed in there. He's gonna be like, "All right, time to do the thing that I did that you taught me." And you're like, "How about this new thing?" And you hit him, <laughs> and you sit down and take a nap, and you hit him with the backside of your bicep. And he's like, "That wasn't effective, but I didn't see it <laughs> coming." Are you okay? You're like really wavering. It's you're like drunk, wobbling on your feet. It's like drunken master shit, but whippets. <laughs> Whippet master. You're 15. You can't buy alcohol, but you can probably get some whippets somewhere. Somebody you know has whippets. Uh, Folks, that's going to do it for us on our podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this special length episode. I want to remind you one more time, if you like Max Fun shows like uh, us, uh, Jordan, Jesse, Go, you like Rendered, you like uh, Baby Geniuses, you like Bunker Buddies, you like The Adventure Zone, Uh, we're making all these shows for free. We just uh, would love it if you could, but they're not free to make, you know, cost time, cost equipment, cost hosting, all that stuff. Uh, if you could help us pick up the tab for that, it would really mean a lot. You can get a lot of great gifts, tons of great content for five bucks a month, exclusive uh, bonus stuff that you can't get anywhere else. For 10 bucks a month, uh, exclusive tote bag and the bonus content for 20, get a mobile device charger, a collapsible water bottle, antibacterial wipes, and pilot wings with max fun logo on them plus the tote bag and all the downloads and bonus content you're gonna love all of it maximumfun.org slash donate 
is that link. And this Go is also now. we need you. This is also a great time to listen to all the other shows on Max Fun because everybody's bringing out super long episodes, bringing out some of their best material. This is a really good time to go listen to the other shows. Uh, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album, putting the days to bed. Um, I feel like we don't thank them enough, even though we do every episode, every single. We should episode. be thanking them three to four times an episode. You're right, Travis. We yeah. should. Also, follow us on Twitter um, at MBMBAM, and we'll give you all kinds of updates and talk about the Max Fun Drive all week, uh, all two weeks. Um, and, you know. And be sure to let us know if you donate so we can thank you. Yeah. Um, y'all want to find on Yahoo? Yes, we do. Please. This final Yahoo was sent in by Dave Page. Thank you, Dave. It's by Yahoo Answers user Antoine Grady, who asks Is it just me? Or has Britney Spears been replaced as one of pop music's top stars? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. It's been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hello, I'm Taco, the elephant magician. Merle High Church here, the master of clerical magic. I'm Magnus Burnsides, the fighter. Did you guys like that? Did you, the listener, like that? You were just swept up in a world of high fantasy and magic where anything can happen and anything is possible. Hi, I'm Griffin McElroy, Dungeon Master for the Adventure Zone, a new podcast on Maximum Fun, in which magic and mystery intertwine for a very erotically charged role-playing experience. <laughs> you can catch it every other Thursday here on MaximumFun.org or iTunes. It's for Dungeons & Dragons, but with family.